Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. To humanity, again, it's on being led of the Holy Spirit. I want to know how to follow the, how, the Holy Spirit. I want to know how to hear his voice. I want to know how to let him lead me. Are you ready? Turn to Acts chapter number eight. Let's go with this. Hallelujah. Acts chapter number eight. And we're going to talk about the difference between being born again versus being filled with the Holy Spirit. There is a difference. Now we started you off telling you that everything starts in the spirit. That's where your born again experience is, right? In the spirit. And that you can't save your soul instantly. You can save your spirit instantly. And your spirit will save your what? Soul. And your soul is your what? Mind, will, and emotions. And so you have to get used to growing out of cussing. Amen. You have to get used to get to stop getting mad at people. Get used to overcoming this and overcoming that so that you don't have to deal with that because that's soulish. Mind, will, and emotions. We'll deal with your feelings for a little bit today. And that is soulish. Amen? All right. In Acts chapter number 8, we're going to start talking about the difference between being born again and being filled with the Spirit. I want to start off by teaching you that the scriptures will teach you and I that when you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes in and he penetrates your heart and he brings and confirms the gospel. You receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and you accept it. You embrace it. You are born again. And the person of the Holy Spirit will stay with you if you so choose to make that born-again experience your life dedication. The scripture says that the Lord then will come and he will make the Father and the Son and the Word, we have to put those together, abode or live inside of you. Amen. Again, I'm teaching. I'm not preaching this time. I'm teaching. I've been teaching. They will live inside of you. So that means the person of the Holy Spirit will live in you, but you are not filled. You've only been born again. To see the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. To enter into the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. So you got a lot of things right, but that's the born again experience versus the experience of being filled with the spirit. All right, Acts chapter number 8, and we're going to do the born-again experience first, uh, beginning at verse number 5, and I'm going to read verses 5, 12, and 14 through 17. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and listen, and preached Christ unto them. Now start your born-again experience. Let's go down uh, to verse number 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, this is the gospel of Christ, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, right? Both men and women. Okay? 
All right, you want me to read 13? I'll read 13 and explain it. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, that's not Simon Peter. That's another Simon. All right. He continued with Philip and wondered, watching Philip, okay, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So you've got your born again experience where Christ Jesus, which is the gospel of the kingdom, has been preached to people. People have received it, right? And so now they're being, because they accepted, born again. So their spirit, man, is being born again. Eternal life is coming into their spirit, man. Their mind, will, and emotions, they're responsible over time to save that. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says what? If any man be in Christ, he is a what? I can't hear you. And what's the rest? Old things are what? And, uh, all right, look at this thing. New things are passed away. All right, so, so now you have him preaching this. Now go down to verse number 14 through 17. Now when the apostles, because they're going to bring something different, listen to this. Oh, this is so good. Ooh. When the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria, listen, have received the word of God, they received the born again experience, they sent unto them Peter and John. So that couldn't have been Simon Peter earlier because he's being sent. It's another Simon. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. All right. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them, Simon and Peter did, that they might do what, saints? Receive the Holy Ghost. Why? Because all that they had before was the born again experienced. The Holy Spirit was in them, but they were not filled. Over time, they would learn to listen to his voice. We taught you well, right? We taught you that your spirit man has an inner voice, which you call the voice of your conscience, right? We taught you that. And then we told you that the voice of the Holy Spirit was even more authoritative than that. And after a while, you will grow up and you will hear more of the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is going to recite the word of God to you. Written is called what? Logos. When it comes out of your mouth to answer a situation, it is called rhema. Okay, so I'm giving you this. This is all on tape. If you can't get it all, just get the tape because I would much rather you learn this. I could have 3,000 people, and if I got 3,000 people, I guarantee you 2,900 and whatever won't get it. You get it. Amen? Because you can't save humanity by what they feel. Oh, this is good stuff. You can only save them by the truth. Okay. All right. So Simon, and, uh, Simon Peter and who else came down? John. They came and they came to preach the indwelling, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We know it as the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Water baptism is when someone comes along and you have your baptizer. Right? You have your water and you have your baptizee. 
okay? And your baptizee says, I'm on fire. Now, let, let me bore you, but you'll be glad it's taught. I'm on fire. I want to be baptized. So you don't sprinkle it. This, I don't care what other people do. I don't want to put them down. You don't pour it on them. The word baptizo in the Greek means to immerse. The word was not originally used for baptizing. It was originally used for dyeing. You take a cloth and you couldn't dye a part of it. You would have to immerse the entire cloth into the ink to get the entire cloth the color you wanted. So baptism isn't real until you immerse the person into the entirety of the water. And it's clearly ceremonial and it's spiritual. Otherwise, every time you take a bath, you can just get baptized. We all know that ain't going to work. Bro. I was a bad little boy. I was cussing and fighting. And, and well, I can't tell you everything I did. But I'd sink under the water, and I'd come out and say, oh, Jesus, I'm right now. And I'd try to walk on the water, and I'd be so disappointed. I couldn't walk, and, and then i hear a little voice say, boy, you, you, you messed up, boy. And, and, but I wouldn't worry about that. I just, I just every time that water come, I'd dink under there, and I'd swim all the way down and get up under there, and I'd come out spitting out, in the name of Jesus, I'm okay now. How I mean, you know I wasn't saved? And I didn't need y'all to know. I knew. Because I at school, there goes my mother again. Why did y'all come? Uh, who? Tired again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She got tired one time. And this was at seven years old. She said, that's enough. Get a stalk when you get home. I said, well, what's a stalk? She said, that's okay. You don't get anything. You just walk through that door. I said, well, I ain't going to walk through the door. She said, you're going to get hungry. And she waited. I walked around, walked around. I walked around. My brother's hollered to him, come outside, man. I knew if I went inside, I'd get killed. I walked. So finally, it got so bad, because I got so hungry. You know, they told me, we're going to sneak some stuff upstairs. I said, sneak it for me. They ain't had nothing in mind. I walked on that door. Both of my parents tried to kill me. Then they fed me. <laughs> But I bring this illustration to you on baptism because when the Holy Spirit baptism comes upon you, it's not something that you get a part of. That's what you get with the born again experience. But with the baptism of the Holy Spirit experience, you get immersed in his power. You have him inside, but then he also is upon you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Everything about his personality overwhelms you. So what happens is he becomes bigger in you and on you as opposed to just in you. You okay? All right. Okay. So it says in verse 16, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. How many? I can't hear you. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That, wouldn't that be different? Name of the Lord Jesus, water baptism. Well, I'm, I'm going to have a fight over here. I'm gonna, I, I want to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. You want to baptize in Jesus' name. I'm saying, man, take either one. 
Well, I want to be baptized right. You can't get baptized wrong. Then I not just talk to you? Well, if I get baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, that I'm not real. You should have been saved before then. Baptism should be your outward expression of your inward experience. Do I have that right? Oh, I know I do. So it doesn't matter which one because Jesus said when you've seen the Father, you've seen me. John chapter number one taught you that, who, 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 that the Son, who is the Father, verses one through four, right, became flesh and did what? Dwelt among us. That's Jesus Christ. This is not confusing. Somebody says, well, I want to be baptized by the Lord. Man, let them choose and you baptize them in that. Well, I want the Lord's name. Give them him. I'm just confused. Don't be. Because now you're just looking for an argument. Well, I'm Jesus only. Well, what's wrong with that? You said that you're the Trinity. It's the same. God is externally present. That's what we're taught in the scriptures. Through three persons. God the Father. God the Son. If you want to be right, you need to throw the word on there. God the Father. God the Son slash word. And God the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? amen? Can I get a real amen? amen? Okay, well, I'm Jesus only. Well, Jesus said he's all of them. Well, I just don't know. Study. In other words, I'm trying to show you that you don't have to lose your salvation over an argument. I just had to throw that into the teaching. There is no Bible verse that says if you argue this, you are more saved. You're supposed to be saved before water baptism and before any arguments over the Godhead. All you know is you are not the Father. Can I get an amen? Well, don't you know that? I taught you well. You are God's, but you're not the Father. How are you going to father yourself? See, you, you have to be God to do that. Oh. Oh. I better move on. Uh-huh. This is good stuff. All right? So, he hadn't fallen in. Right, verse 17. Then lay they... This is Simon Peter and John. Okay, now this is boring to most people, but when I give you this verse, I'm going to show you how to transform humanity. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Well, wait a minute, Brother William. I thought he was already with them. That's the Holy Spirit baptism. Got it? All right. So there's a difference between you receiving the person of the Holy Spirit who preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. You receive it and you are born again. Your spirit is regenerated. You receive eternal life immediately into your spirit. But your soul and your body is not filled 
and the Holy Spirit has not filled you all and come upon you yet. Got it? There's a difference when he comes on you. What's the difference? You get to be like Jesus. You can't do that with your born-again experience. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> now, okay, transformation. I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit to leave me because I got all this stuff built up that I want to teach. Humanity wants to know, first, how can I be healed? Born-again experience. Later, they want to know, how can I heal? Baptism with the Holy Ghost experience. Got it? That, that's where they are. Everything at first is, how can I receive? After your born-again experience, everything after that is, how can I do? See the transformation of humanity? They're, first of all, they have nothing. This is so good. Then they receive the born-again experience and they can receive it all. Healing, deliverance, breakthrough, prosperity. They can, what a wonderful life. At some point, they grow up and mature and desire to be used. I'm gone from just the receiving to I'm receiving and I'm doing. And to do, I must receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I have to go a step further. This is so good. I have to get ahead. I can receive healing, but to heal, I need the power. Got it? Let's give you a few notes, and then we're going to go to Acts 1. And I, I just I have to show you. Okay, this is good. All right? So the born-again experience, this is just a river. Why? It's just for you. When you get born again and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is just for you. Oh, I can't wait to give it to other people. Well, before we give to other people, you've got to experience something. You can still tell people about it and the Holy Spirit can still get involved and some good things can happen. But to get the miracles, get the breakthroughs, to get the revelational eyesight into them, Something else has to happen to you. But right now, you just got a river. Somebody said, I just got a river. Okay, that was this section. Okay, uh, uh, let, me, let me try the whole church. Because see, this can be boring because, you know, when we get in school, we all want exciting stuff. And we fail. So I'm giving you stuff you can use so you can succeed. I want everybody to say, I, all I've got in my born-again experience is a river. Say that. I know y'all been baptized in the Holy Ghost and y'all got a little bit more. I understand all that, but I'm just trying to teach a sermon. Because you know people talking about, I've been filled. I've been praying in the Holy Ghost. I, I, we're going to get there. But at this part, we're just teaching that the born-again experience, and it sounds redundant. You're speaking over and over again. Yes, I am. I'm redundant because you've got to get it in your spirit. It's just at that point a born-again experience. You're more the recipient of the good stuff, and you're going to grow to become the one to offer the good stuff while you receive it.
Now, go to John 4. Let me, let me see if I can help you. Are you John chapter 4, are you okay? Just boring you? You hanging in? You better hurry up because my time is running out. Let me see here. Got to stay on this thing. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord Jesus, I got time. John 4, this is good stuff. Starting at verse number 10. Born again experience. We're going to do 10 and 11. Jesus answered and said unto her, this is the widow woman at the well, right? Jesus goes out of his way to find her. She's dead spiritually. No born again experience. She's lost. All she has is an Old Testament well that she thinks is great because she can feed her donkeys and her horses with it. And it's named after Joshua. Jesus goes out of his way, knowing in his spirit, I've got to teach her and reach her to evangelize a city or a village. And the scripture teaches us that when he goes away, he gets tired from this out-of-the-way distance to reach this lady. And then he says, if you knew who it was that was talking to you, You'd ask for what I have, and you wouldn't be offering me some dirty water. All right, so, so here we go, verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, if thou knewest the gift of God. See what he calls that? And who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Uh-oh. The woman said to him, sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? How, how, do you, how do you offer me that? What's in you to offer me that? Now he, he says, you, you, have a, uh, you, you, you have a river that I can give you. Some living water. Here you go. Ooh, child. I'm on. I got that river going on inside. That's just for you. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you shall receive rivers. What does that mean? You're going beyond you. Hallelujah. And now you're offering to humanity while not losing a thing for you. I'm getting you on fire. I'm getting you put together. Ooh, glory. Now, 13 and 14. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well. A what? A what? A what? A well can only do you good. You can't take care of the whole neighborhood off one well. I made a move, and uh, they said, well, you have community water. We were trying to figure that thing out. I said, I the size house I got and the amount of land I got. And then they said, that's community water. Uh, let me see if I find a well. I ain't find a well on my property. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute now. Got a septic. So I can do away with some stuff. 
but I can't bring them in to Miss Community Water. I said, oh, Lord, what well can take care of this whole neighborhood, all these houses? That don't seem right. That was not what Community Water was because one well can only take care of one house. Are you getting it? So when Jesus says, I'm offering to you a well of living water, I got enough for you. What's coming next is more than enough for you, but it's more than enough to offer to people. Some things you have in your house, you can only offer to your house, right? How about meals? Yeah, everybody come over. What if 10 people visited you in a two-week span and all 10 said, can you feed me a little bit? You know, if you're honest, honestly, in your spirit, you're like, no. But when you flesh it, you worried about how they see you. So you, you tell me, well, I can feed you a little bit. And you talk enough to where I finally said, that's okay. But if you insist... The truth is you ain't got enough to feed 10 people who make a visit to you over a two-week span. Now, wait a minute. Boss, some of y'all do. The majority of us do not. Praise the Lord. One day we will get there. So what, 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 what is Jesus saying? The well that I give you, and don't let me bore you, let me get it in your spirit. The well, well, single, the well that I give you is only for you. It's only for you. It's only for you. That's what made these persons so powerful. One half said, we know where to go to get filled. The other half said, what? Give us a part of yours. And what did they say? No. Here goes a super say. Well, I, I can't let you be out there alone. I'm going to give you a little bit, and then two of y'all going to be out. Because you thought you could circumvent righteousness with your own sense of self-righteousness, so the sun will stand and wait till you run out to prove you wrong. See, we think Jesus is all about feelings. He's about faith. He's not about feelings. You go with your feelings and he will leave you behind and you will look up to heaven with big crocodile tears. I don't know how I got left. You, you, you just left. Now you got some other resurrections. I'll teach you on eschatology. You got some other resurrections you can get in, you can get in on. Most Christians don't know that. You, in order to make heaven, uh, it's easy. Yeah. In order to meet to, to miss heaven, you got to work really hard. I mean, you got to be intent. You got to wake up every morning and say, I'm going to miss heaven, I'm going to miss heaven. And skip all them resurrections, and then you can miss it. But if you miss the rapture, you got some more, it's just going to be more difficult. It's going to be harder. Well, I don't believe in the rapture. That's fine. You believe what you believe. I've had dreams, and I believe in the rapture. I practice. When they go up, I want to go up. I'd rather watch. I want to stand here. I don't, I don't believe that. I'm going to stay here for what? So disease can get on me, and I can pray about it, and it not go away? Why? Because the Holy Spirit's gone with the church. Ooh. 
We'll teach you a man. Y'all can stay around, but that ain't going to work for you. Well, I like his teaching, but I don't believe in that rapture thing. That's okay. I ain't going to force you. We ain't going to stand at the door and say, everybody who's in this church now got to believe in the rapture. We ain't going to do that. You choose which one you want. We're choosing the rapture. You remember that dream? I remember that dream. I heard a sound. And that, man, that lady didn't know what that sound was. She was waiting on her husband. She didn't know what that sound was. And I said, wait a minute. I know that sound. And before I could say anything, my hands went up. And I entered into rapture and the dream was over. So I was trying to teach somebody. They weren't trying to listen and I was gone. At the hospital where I spent the first two days, I was trying to get the Lord to speed it up. I told him, I said, just take me. Please. I've had enough. See, look at y'all talking. Oh, how could you leave us faster with the way we felt? Oh, man. I was facing everything. I was ready to go. I want to be with the Savior every day, all day. Son, I ain't even in the sky because he's the sun. And he's shining. And the party is on. <laughs> what you talking about? What you talking about? I want to get the party on. Yeah. I want to step up in there and have him say, we got a robe. <laughs> Bring that robe on. You got a hat too. Oh, the crown. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. We want to be on. The earth is everything. <laughs> Jesus said, pray that my will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. So till I go there, I'm praying heaven from there to here. And I'm living that till I go. Thank you for that amen. Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Ty J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.